As a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this podcast are our own. Do not represent any entity that we volunteer with or employed by. Hey everyone, welcome to the Medic, podcast where we discuss geopolitics, national security, and a whole bunch of nonsense over beers. We're recording on February 6, 2019 in Washington, D.C., or Arlington, depending on what you want to go with. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me tonight is... Lex Cardone. Robert Thomas. And Ryan, again. But like we're, we have a, we're missing our fourth. Uh, no one else could do it. I mostly just blame Kevin. That's usually a safe approach. Yeah. yeah. Fucking fucking college boy. God fucking damn it, Kevin. <laughs> but anyway, tonight um, we're going to be talking about Venezuela. Um, mostly the the, uh, the crisis kind of... I mean, it's been a crisis for years, <laughs> easily to say, to say the least. But uh, we're going to look more at the, the current... There's ter- currently two presidents that are being recognized, at least by, you know, internally and externally of the country. Um, before that, we're going to drink our beers. And... I got a special beer tonight in, in, in support of... Breaking out of the Whole Foods bag. Yes. Let's see this. Uh, support of our, our glorious leader, Maduro. What? <laughs> Maduro Brown Ale? <laughs> yeah. From Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida. That is Named after is. the Dark Cigar Wrapper. Is that is that a thing? I don't know. I just... I saw after that. a Dark Cigar Wrapper... Yeah. Oh, wow. David, there's a Dark Cigar Wrapper, does Maduro it, Brown t- Ale. Does it taste like socialism in tears? I don't know. Those are basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, cheers, I think. Mm. You know, I take a sip of that and I want to make three different interest rates for myself. <laughs> it's <And> like... just offshore. <laughs> and buy votes by giving away washing machines and, you know. Votes? What votes? Or the elections were fair last time, right? No, they give away <laughs> washing machines and like ch- shit like that, like oh yeah, bag of groceries. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the classic the, Latin American. Yeah, like, you, just, you, you just gotta get the poor because way more poor people there is middle class, so you just gotta kind of like get that yeah. base, um, get enough of them in the army, and it's this, a, isn't, this it's, isn't too bad. It's all right. I mean, it's I try. I find I find something that is an IPA, so you guys are both welcome. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good to mix it up. Yeah, is it? These hipsters are almost diplomatic. Solely drinking IPAs. Listen. <laughs> Don't knock perfection. <laughs> there are several things that you have as drink that I will never describe as perfection. <laughs> Just putting that out there in the name of honesty. It's fermented bulls. Or fermented whale testicles. For one. But No, smoked dung... Um, permitted well testicle beer, which was great, and I brought you guys a cultural thing, and you guys just spit on it. It was disgusting. I just, I, I, I was insulted. You're garbage. <laughs> nice comeback. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. Anyway, sp- speaking of garbage, <laughs> yeah. So, Venezuela. Um, to kind of do a brief kind of coverage of it. Um, revolutionary socialist government took over years ago. Uh, by, by Hugo Chavez, he died in 2013, and then uh, his uh, his second uh, um, his muscle yeah Maduro took over. Uh, he's not 
as uh, crafty as Chavez, but also the, the thing that happened about the same time was... The Hand of the King took over. Well, no, the Hand of the King is usually smarter than the King. I mean, look well, at, in this look, case. Look at Robert Baratheon, yeah. dumb motherfucker. <laughs> but anyway, we should, we'll, there will be a Game of Thrones podcast, don't worry. But um, One of five million <laughs> produced that very day, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Oh, I mean, definitely. I mean, I don't care. Yay. But uh, anyway, um, essentially, at the same about the same period, uh, like a year or so into him running everything, the oil drop, oil price dropped by half per barrel. Like it was like one hundred and fifty dollars a barrel. Uh, and basically, they started nationalizing, you know, the oil company, which is the predominant uh, export and, and money maker of Venezuela. They had been nationalizing for years after yeah. U.S. Chavez took over, but it was the precipitous drop in the price per barrel of yeah. gasoline that made it very clear that the economic strategy and what was going on was not working because they were just using high oil revenues to um, deflect from the fact that their monetary policy was stupid, awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier to sustain an incoherent, mismanaged attempt to micromanage every piece of the economy when you have a nice big export commodity that everyone else will still keep buying from you yeah. at high prices. And, 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 and when and that can... subsidy goes away, basically the rest of the world subsidizing their economic mismanagement gets a little sticky. And you can blame the awful gringo imperialists for sanctioning you even though they're still... We're still the biggest customer of Venezuelan oil. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so. are we the baddies? Yeah. <laughs> We're buying their shitty, heavy crude. Yeah. Right. I mean, but for Venezuela, like, that region, like, they're the biggest exporter of it, easily. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, fast forward, like, basically, people are starving. Things are going terribly. And for then, years. For years. Yeah. And then, um, you know, no, no kind of, like armed rebellion kind of thing is mostly protests and military police cracking down on it and then we see uh they had elections last year in may 2018 and ortero won it's crazy it's cra- <laughs> the opposition boycotted because yeah. of massive instances of voter fraud intimidation yeah. violence against the opposition so yeah um now you have essentially two Competing, you have the elected National Assembly, which has a semblance yeah. of international legitimacy, versus Maduro, his uh, his self-appointed generals who run the military and the courts, which he's stacked. You, I mean, he uh, replaced so, the entire Supreme Court. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Thirteenth Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you you. It's a very interesting situation that we have going out down there. Yeah, I mean, and the National Assembly still has. You know, they well, they, they, have, they have really no power anymore. They basically got stripped of everything. It's like they, they exist. They've been condemned by the state, and they've been no. essentially rip, um, ripped out from the Maduro government, like saying, like, no, this you're no longer a part of the government. It's just us in the courts. So yeah, and so with that, there's apparently some law. Uh, in the Venezuelan constitution that says in a power vacuum the head of the National Assembly will to become yeah. president we have an interim president which is uh, uh, Juan uh, Guaido yeah Guaido's uh, the first figure who's 
really gotten the opposition in the National Assembly to unify around him, and so he yeah. recently declared himself interim president, and now pretty much... <laughs> and hilarity ensued. Well, pretty pretty much everyone has started taking sides globally about which Venezuelan president they uh, want to pick yeah. out of a hat. Um, so you have <clears throat> such scary powers as Canada uh, all lined up backing Guaido, uh, and such luminaries of justice as uh, the Moscow kleptocrats uh, backing Maduro's legitimacy. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. What's the? I mean, legally speaking, is Guaido's sort of? I, I mean, know, I guess it's one of those. Article things. A, subsection B. Is this? I mean, legitimate. There is. Is there a legal backing to this, or is this just a? You know, it's an interpretation of the law because the power vacuum means a lot of things. I mean, if. You could, if it be it be better for a state of emergency because like people are literally fucking starving. It's like it's not like. Yeah, but there's no alternate. Yeah. Governance in Venezuela. Yeah, so there's no. I mean, it's force and it's an authoritarian regime at this point. Yeah. So it, it, there it, isn't really a power vacuum at this point. Yeah, it used to be more balanced, and now it's just the military's. Yeah. Basically, there's a protest, military police show up, and they disperse. It's the regular army, the national guard are the ones who are underpaid and apparently rebelling yeah. every, few, every few weeks, but there's no um, it's also there's no concerted action there because their bosses are paid off. So Yeah, because like that, now there's apparently like uh, about 2,000 generals in the Venezuelan military. Yeah. And it's, guess what, guys? It's not that big. Free, they all get, I mean, <laughs> the reason why, I mean, Venezuela for the last 15 years was um, the darling of the Amer- the Western left in that you know, gas was thirty cents a gallon and yeah. government subsidized healthcare, food, education. They paid you to do this and that, and but it was all based on nothing but high gas prices. Yeah, and it was the rest that, of the world subsidizing all of those things, right? And once that dried up, they had no. I mean, there's no. They, back, they there's tried, no backup plan. At first, they tried to seize the private industries, and they did that, and that helped keep them afloat for a while but after it was, that tried out yeah, it was, it was, a, band, it was yeah. a band-aid yeah and then you see stuff like you know we just make more money but not even a band-aid it was it actively aggravated the situation right. i mean that's that's the thing is infectious band-aid yeah it's, the the band-aid <laughs> the band-aid had some ebola on it <laughs> but With i mean SARS on it. <laughs> but i mean that's that's flavoring ex- that's exactly the pattern with this kind of socialist approach to governance is whenever there's a problem you try to find a new way to micromanage which then throws things more out of whack and causes more problems then you try to find something to micromanage to fix that and you just keep repeating the cycle while everything spirals more and more out of control Mm -hmm. until people are starving and filling wheelbarrows full of the equivalent of millions of dollars uh, of debased currency to go buy a loaf of bread because yes they do have uh Hyperinflation equivalent to like post World War One Germany now. I feel it's, like I, I feel like they've, they've, they've surpassed yeah. Germany in that case. Like it, it's like the inflation. I've looked at a, some. I got. I wish I had Monsanto Zimbabwe ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah, another you know great uh, democratic country. <laughs> Although one that's been on a somewhat more stabilizing trajectory in recent years than Venezuela. Right. 
Which wow. is a funny turnaround. Maybe they get through it. Maybe, like, yeah, maybe. Is get, it, get a better dictator. Do you, do you go... I mean, that's the thing. Like, There's the balance between you know full-on liberal democracy and full-on authoritarian state. Nobody thinks yeah. Kim Jong-un in North Korea is going to fall apart at any point. Is that the way that they're going to kind of clamp down on everything? And yeah, people will be starving and miserable, but... I, th- I think it's just a reaction, and they're trying to... They keep, like, trying to just maintain, maintain power. It. Yeah. The Assad strategy. Yeah, like, I mean, God, yes, I mean, definitely. But the thing is, like, the fortunate thing is most of Venezuela has suffered, not just, like, you know, Damascus is fucking fine. All the Assad, like, you know, the, all the... the uh, oh, yeah, the Assad territories are doing are, well. Yeah, I mean, for the most part. And uh, there's there's other uh, you know that that whole thing, but it's like I think the bigger issue that it's a widespread issue, including in the military. That's why you've seen lower level officers like not being about this shit because they're not they're, they're their families are starving too. I mean they maybe they get better benefits to a certain extent, but yeah, but, but better than than a baseline that's already so low. Yeah, you're but, barely yeah. surviving if that. Yeah, but in a it almost seems like the Venezuelan military is so like they have ten thousand generals and a hundred thousand privates, yeah. and there's not much of a basis in the middle ranks. There's no NCO corps. There's no like, ju- I mean, the junior officers are there, but they're almost powerless. Yeah. So, and that's what really, you know, like, going back to the seventy, the sixties and seventies in the Middle East, you had a lot of these junior officers running the coups. It's always the colonels. It's always the colonels, and. Here, the colonels are either on the payroll or they're they're not, and then they don't have any pull. I mean, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks if they start to defect to uh, Guaido instead of you know being they're like being like about the government because like it, that's the big thing that's really keeping it from from yeah. that guy transition. Maduro just. He's just riding the military to have a. Has there because I know there was a a national guard uprising a few weeks like this is before Guaido yeah kind of came out of nowhere almost. Um, are there? Any, it doesn't seem like there's anybody really falling over. Um, you know, pledging loyalty to him or the national assembly or anything yeah. like that, or or at least. Like locking ranks. Oh yeah, there's no like walkout kind of situations that's happened yet. Right. I mean, the only thing we've seen, I think, the highest level person, that we, or at least notable person, was um, the Venezuela liaison to the U.S. Basically, yeah. So Shocking. the guy who was already living in the U.S. and he just walked down the street, I claim asylum, please. <laughs> oh, he, 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 but then again, it's like there's some other like you get some Air Force general, but again, there's two thousand, so it's like oh, this yeah, no, be like. Are you a real general? Or you just gotta get promoted so you you know get on the take. We'll send the other one there to yeah. We'll pick up. We'll put some private general. Don't worry. Yeah. Like who really cares at this point? But the trick with these kinds of pyramid schemes of governments <laughs> is that eventually you start running out of other people's money to pay people off, and that's the situation that we're getting into. Maduro can't afford to indefinitely pay off everyone he wants and in fact there was a an interesting bit where uh, the national assembly moved to block him from shifting a huge quantity of his government's remaining assets to offshore banks ah. oh, what because, a, huh, he, was, so, so because he was clearly looking to come up with <laughs> well, contingencies not trusting how the domestic situation is going to go that's when you forward everything to your you know 
your generals and your lieutenants who are involved in the drug trade or smuggling or whatever, whatever it is, you know, black market that, you know, is immune to sanctions that. But that's, that's a pipeline that only gets so large. Right. So it, 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 it works well for sustaining a small insurgency, not so well for sustaining an entire government and military governing over a pretty large country in terms of area and population. I mean, to be fair, they probably have lots of arms laying around because they buy a lot of stuff from Russia, which, speaking of, so you, you mentioned uh, keeping money, keeping afloat. Man, they're great. They're great allies. Russia and China have been pouring uh, tons of money into them to keep them kind of afloat. The classic uh, Belt and Road type loans. <laughs> you know. Well, oh, we'll own your port in 10 years, <laughs> but when you inevitably default... <laughs> well, I, I've seen some I've seen written is China is more doesn't give a shit about Venezuela. They're just like you better be able to pay back the money we give you. So they no, they, they don't care about that because they, they know when they default they will own whatever assets they loan. I, I've, like, I've I've heard they've been less for the opposition and not like you know the way they're not like saying like oh hey like you know they're sorry, they're not sorry they're not less for. But they're over the like. You know, if, if it like, if it worked out that way, whatever we would just as long as we're guaranteed we get paid back, we don't really care. Yeah, Rob, you know better than me. Yeah. But my impression of it is the Chinese. It's a combination of the classic Chinese. You know, let internal matters be internal matters, and also a way to ding the well, U.S. in their backyard. So the the fabled Chinese resistance to interference in the affairs of others. Uh, is pretty selective and has mostly to do yeah. with not wanting people to interfere with them, but they're pretty okay with it in other cases where they're not a player. And, fr- and frankly... But they pick I, it up when they can. Well, with... but, but frankly, I think their, their vantage point in this case probably has a lot more to do with eh, we'd rather the boat not be rocked too much unless we are the ones doing the rocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't have any profound stake in Maduro as an, as an individual. He, he doesn't serve yeah. any special hard-to-replace purpose for them that would, that would give them a qualitative loyalty. Yeah. So frankly, if, if it gets to a point where they decide that the opposition and Guaido are the safer bet, then... I would not switch. expect them to have any compunctions about switching which basket they put their eggs in. Yeah, and the same goes for the Russians. I mean, they're not... What I mean, they've done a lot of, you know, um, shows of, oh, solidarity and all this. We're going to fly a couple bombers there, but they don't, they don't care about Maduro. I mean, they, but they, they do, I think, want to poke the U.S. Oh, in the eye they, oh, yeah. a lot more than the Chinese. It's a, it's right, a, it's right, a right. petty shit. It is, it is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's middle school catfights. <laughs> it is, but when it comes down to dollars and cents, if it, or if it comes down to dollars and cents, they, they don't... If they lose Maduro, they're not going to lose much. I mean, the, they're using the, it as an opportunity. Well, I mean, the, the only US. thing that they could lose is like um, just weapon sales. Like it's like ten billion in the last couple of years to Venezuela, like fighters, <laughs> missile systems, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, like oh, Venezuela becomes you know pro Western, they'll buy shit from us. Right. So I mean, that, that, maybe that, but even then, they're like they're kind of like they can stake, they can still muscle in on that. I mean, like they're selling stuff to the Turks now, and the Turks are a NATO member. And they shot down a plane, a Turkish plane, to, a couple of years ago, but nobody remembers. No, that. No, the Turks shot down a Russian plane. Oh. Other other way around. Yeah, which was 
I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. I mean, what? No, you never said that. I never heard anything about that. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, so. The one time I thought Aragon was awesome. Yeah, I mean, the rock... The Russian arms industry will always find new customers. <laughs> they don't. Oh, Venezuela is is gone. Now we're screwed. No. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's there's it's, enough. I mean, they can just go back to India and sell. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Which is just like a fucking hodgepodge of shit. <laughs> like us. No, but it's, there's other that's people. That's not their. I mean, yeah, they know those types of you know. Those companies, those organizations are not going to be um, holding to any middling South American country. But if anything, they'll still have to buy parts and shit because they'll have all the Russian fighters and stuff. Yeah, so they'll, it's like, they'll buy parts, but yeah. it's it's mostly to poke at the U.S. Oh, yeah. It, it, poke it, at the U.S. Yeah, this is, yeah. Our, this is our side of the world. So it's this like, is our, oh, oh, you can, you know, go into Ukraine and everything. We're going to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. That's also the because they have the race of Cuba because like they're heavily involved in Venezuela like it's like right. they have ton, they used to have tons of doctors in there and they pulled them all out <laughs> because Venezuela was being shitty but then like you know, most of the military intelligence is based off Cuban like oh, yeah, operators trained by Russians yeah. it's like it's a it's a whole dynamic <laughs> is that still kind of they maintain the the, the Cuban presence it in Venezuela it wouldn't I don't know I wouldn't surprise me because like Cuba just want to like, keep a stake in it and keep control of like no matter what happens because again like they got a lot of I mean, oil like, from is it as Venezuela prom- yeah yeah. I, I mean I, I think they're and once the Soviet Union ended Venezuela was they want to maintain the relationship no matter what the so they're, probably, they're yeah. probably playing it smart they're going to be like yeah you know because like socialism is almost like communism they're like yeah this is bullshit blah 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 yeah, I, th- I think their actual on the ground footprint has has decreased from what I've gathered. Um, affordability might be a question, given how much they were relying on Venezuelan subsidies to finance their mutual relationship. But they're cer- they're certainly still major backers and intelligence providers to Maduro's government. They have that kind of bureaucracy and that sort of if, if, if that's a long there. like long time very few allies in like actual South yeah. America it's like you're gonna still be involved well, you just have eyes and ears mm-hmm. on the ground well yeah I mean beyond the military there really are no institutions in Venezuela at this point and yeah the Venezuelans provide or the Cubans provide that in terms of their intelligence services yeah, their they're, they're, you know health care their specialists <laughs> So yeah, and, and that's what they what that's what the Cubans have done, and they did that in Angola. They did that throughout yeah. the Cold War. So it's yeah, it's another kind of yeah, because the Russians yeah. like like hey, they're just sending you know not white people to places. Yeah. <laughs> so beyond Cuba, though, uh, we haven't really Turkey. Well, well, I was, <laughs> well, I was about to say though, beyond Cuba, we haven't really talked much about. The broader Latin American context of this. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I think who only people we who supported that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So only people I think who were supported was like Bolivar countries like Bolivia, Uruguay, and maybe one other. Well, Uruguay and Mexico has been wishy washy. Mexico has it's been kind of like everybody talk it out. Yeah. That's Ur- has Uruguay been supporting Maduro or, or is that? Um, because recent. I mean, I don't recall what their stance has been. Yeah. Because in mean, Bolivia. Because the pink yeah. wave, the pink wave, so to speak, has been receding. I mean, a couple of years ago there was Brazil and um, who else? 
Ecuador. Is Ecuador? Did Ecuador? Okay, so yeah. the government said supporting uh, coordinate warriors of, as of today is uh, Cuba, Bolivia, and Nicaragua. Mexico and Uruguay have called for like dialogue between the two, the two parties. Okay, but um, and Nicaragua, Nicaragua has its own um, yeah, Jesus mess. Christ. Yeah. Well, apparently the, the Mexican president. Um, Nicaragua. Uh, oh no! So yeah. He, has dropped the previous government's op- op- opposition to Maduro and said it will follow a policy of non-intervention. So it might be just more of a domestic thing. Like, we're not going to be like the last guy. Yeah. Yeah, so like, they who, know who knows what that, that really means? They really don't have much weight, so it's, you know, makes then, sense. Then, uh, for Guaido, is, uh... Everyone, ev- everyone, everyone around, everyone who Brazil, has a border... Argentina, has Chile, a, has a border, um, essentially, with Colombia. Colombia, but, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're getting the most of the refugees. Right. Yeah, the Colombians are uh, particularly unhappy about this whole situation. Yeah. yeah. Like, we have plenty of problems. We don't need to deal with this shit, too. Yeah. And it seems like now the Brazilians are kind of on the same, I mean, you know, at least the same front in terms of... Well, I mean, Bolsonaro is no friend of... Socialism. Yeah. Of, of any... of Well, of I, any, of I, anyone, like, left of... Hillary like, Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> No, of, of anyone left of, like, Ted Cruz. Right. <laughs> but is that so much... <laughs> it's like, but, but, but really... Is that so much, like, a philosophical thing, or is he just, like, jumping on the bandwagon? Uh, uh, he, he has... Probably, probably both. I would well, say... He, he has a long history... I mean, he's he's a yeah. military guy with a long history of courting Brazil's far-right evangelical right. vote. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he is... Which exists... Yeah, it, I mean, he is the closest equivalent in Latin America to a hard right member of the U.S. Republican Party, like the far, far right fringe that right. isn't even in the Senate. But, or, uh, but also a Pinochet. Type of... <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but, uh... We're bringing it back to the seventies <laughs> right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, Pat Buchanan might be a good. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. But, but, uh, um, Venezuela also has like one of the. It's like. Really, two big borders, Colombia and Brazil, so it's like probably yeah. also border issues. It's like, eh, fuck Maduro, he's not, you know, this isn't helping me at all. That and his politics are stupid. Yeah. So by and large, Latin America has kind of NATO formed most ranks of the, most of the world against, except for like a handful. Yeah, except the, for the, 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 usual, the, the usual rogues crew. gallery. Yeah, it's like Syria, Iran, yeah. I'm Russia, different, okay? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's... <laughs> Well, that's yeah. the Turkish but, position. But, yeah. <laughs> that, no, that's really the Turkish position. Oh, yeah, they have I, I, they have no reason to be involved at all. Yeah, I, I feel like, like yeah. it's I feel like it's just to like flip the bird to oh, it's entirely, to yeah. North American and European countries. Who are also angry supporting Venezuela, uh, Israel, and Morocco. <laughs> Israel supporting Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was just kind of like Funny that's how we. I mean, we moved the embassy for you, and you guys... Yeah. It, oh, sorry. No, sorry. No, 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 no. They're supporting the opposition. Anybody... Apologize. Oh, that, uh, yeah. Apologize, that makes apologize, a lot more sense. Apologies. Apologies. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, like, why no? Sorry. Fake news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> spreading lies. Yeah. That's all we do. No, but it's funny how, how that, like, everyone in the neighborhood is kind of... Like, like they're so sick the of their shit. Of no, no. The OAS <laughs> yeah. is kind of, like... I mean, they tossed out Venezuela years ago, right? Right. When this just started up, so. Hmm. Well, it's a, one of the things that is an interesting part of the dynamic here is a driving theme in Latin American politics 
for decades has been a fear of slash hostility to U.S. intervention because of the whole history of the Monroe Doctrine and interventions throughout the region Mm -hmm. going back to the 19th century. Uh, And so I think for a while tied to the leftist strain, uh, there had been this thread of whatever the status quo is, we will trust that over anything that looks destabilizing because that could be tied to the U.S. It could be a CIA plot. It could be an excuse for a U.S. invasion. It could be whatever, whatever, whatever. It's the classic, you know, go-to, worst-case scenario, this is some kind of gringo, you know, machination or whatever. But, I don't Whereas, I, I think that impression has faded gradually, which is one of the reasons why there's space for pretty much everyone in the region to say, yeah, no, it's pretty clear that Maduro is the problem here. Right. Uh, But the difference is, how do we deal with it? Uh, There's a lot of strong words coming from the White House right now about, you know, all options are on the table, this and this. Um, Most of the Western Hemisphere is, is kind of lined up against Maduro, but also most of the Western Hemisphere has kind of said, no, we don't need any, we need dialogue, we need diplomacy, we need this. We well, need- and I think if the U.S. were to have a military or covert but recognizable intervention in Venezuela, mm-hmm. that would freak other countries in the region out enough to undo all of that progress in moving away from pushback against the U.S. being such a dominant theme. It, right. w- it would totally think, undo yeah. the, because the space any, that's been created any, to take things on different terms. Because there. any mess that would be cr- would eventually you know, come in Venezuela would be pinned on you know, uh, the Americans. Yeah, and, it, and it, I think it would uh, erode... Um, support for Guaido it's just like oh another you know another American stooge well, like, he's already been he's already been tagged as kind of like pro-American the yeah. pro-American pro-shell you know Gulf the Pop- western Pop- oil interests that kind of thing yeah. so and, there's that element is there already and an intervention would solidify him as the corporate yeah. so if know, anyone's not aware president. Yeah, is it, if anyone's not aware of the uh the U.S. has involved in Latin America the last like hundred years. Not great. Um, you know, the, well, more than hundred. Well, we yeah. Well, I mean, like, was, I mean, Rose, like we were, Roosevelt Corps, uh, Monroe Doctrine, and all yeah, that kind I of mean, stuff. Like, yeah. like we were talking about a, a moment ago, the Monroe Doctrine history has left a pretty strong negative taste in the mouths of a huge proportion of both the political class and the general public throughout the region and it's only it's only recently that I think we've seen enough of a shift in the political climate away from that being a point of focus for there to be something like this overwhelming alignment in the region against Maduro instead of focusing on the threat of US intervention as the primary concern and it would be a huge strategic blunder I think for the US to undermine that positive shift by playing the unilateral intervener here. Bring us back to the 70s and 80s. <laughs> or actually, why long? Yeah, but, 
Even like, cruise, like at least we had a plan in the seventies and eighties. Now it's just like plan ish. Well, yeah, yeah, be the communist, don't Rob. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just like going. Yes, yes. Like, that 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 alone is sufficient to define throw, a strategy. Yeah, throw your dick on the table. That's essentially our strategy now. So what was that, LBJ? Uh, <laughs> take a dump and stare people directly in the eyes as you're taking a dump. <laughs> in, in the White House bathroom, though, it's important. The place yeah. and setting. Is but important. the door, the door was open. Established dominance. Yeah, <laughs> but but the whole scene is very it's, important. It, it LBJ's can't be treated in entire administration was just prison rules. <laughs> so yeah, so with that, what are options the U.S. can really do if this, besides like military intervention or anything kind of covert? Because as we said, it would undermine yeah. everything that's happening. Like it had to. I think for that to happen, it have to meet like things have to go really downhill. Like. Military is just like well, dev squatting. What they've done recently has, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, haven't they started, we, the US, started sanctioning PDVA or, P, or PD, PSDVA. What, PSDVA, the Venezuelan state oil company, in terms of. I mean, yeah. the, the problem, my fear of that is like, if that does that, it's going to just fuck everyone, all the, everyone else, not the people them. who work for them. Well, it's, it's, like, is, it's, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like when we sanctioned Saddam after, um, yeah. after the Gulf War, it's like, he was fine. He, he's fine, yeah. We fucked everyone else real hard. Yeah. Right, I mean, I think there's been a very unhelpful tendency in U.S. foreign policy in the last couple of decades to default to sanctions as a magic bullet when that's not at all true. There, I mean, there's specific research that people have done to identify when and where sanctions give you leverage to meet goals and when and where they don't. It's not just a catch-all that you can apply to any situation. Especially in this situation where you have specific members of the regime who are tied up in the cartels. Yeah. So, I assume many of them have been already been sanctioned, but you expand that list to expand the individuals. Like, you don't just take out an entire sector of Venezuelan industry. And... You know. I mean, that's like, it's like, at this point, we play the long game. We just like just keep supporting Guaido and hope he doesn't get uh, you know arrested or killed. Well, frankly, <laughs> frankly, one thing that I I think we we can and should do is maintain a consistent stance of a being willing to take in any Venezuelan refugees into the United States. You know that one. Which is clearly not a, a popular position with some quarters in American politics me, right me, now. Me the invaders. Um, but two, I, I think we need to consistently do whatever we can to support humanitarian efforts to aid both people in Venezuela itself and refugees coming into neighboring countries. You use that soft so, power. Well, well, not just soft power, but but hard currency, so that if they're, I mean, like if Colombia has a large proportion of Venezuelan refugees continue to cross the border, as I expect that they will, then Colombia needs to be able to figure out how to support them, how to handle them, right. and some good old U.S. backing to help pay for supplies for that mm-hmm. is a good way to to maintain. Some goodwill and leverage. And we've had a very long-standing relationship with Colombia, so just continuing to support them would be, pay dividends for nothing. Yeah, because even it goes like one of the, um, I saw this, I think, today, 
um, this article came out saying how Venezuela, there's like this one bridge somewhere uh, where Colombia and Venezuela connect, and basically they blocked the bridge off because like the officers were calling for international aid because you know obviously people are starving, there's no medicine, yeah. there's they, it's 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 not a great position for people to be in. When you say they, Eva the Chavez, off, do you mean Maduro's people? No, or no, the Colombians. No, oh, the, no, no, Maduro. They basically wouldn't put like oil tankers on the bridge. Yeah. Like in like sea containers. We we can't have our tax base running away. Yeah. <laughs> well, that they mostly don't. They're doing it so they tax can. Base they're doing is it. Interesting. They they want to prevent foreign aid because they feel it's a uh, a way to destabilize well, government it, and overthrow it. The whole basis for the Chavismo government is the government provides. It's not you know outside aid comes in. Yeah. And there's a international relationship and everything. It's Chavez buys. Washing machines and dryers and 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 condo everything and then that's the exchange and the exchange is you vote for Chavez because he's subsum he's you know he's paying for my education my water my fo- my yeah. food my oil making my oil twenty cents a gallon or whatever if sugar daddy Chavez ain't gonna take <laughs> care of you anymore <laughs> who Wait. else do you uh, go to for help he did got gotta find a new uh, hustle you know. So who is that new hustle? Clearly not Maduro. <laughs> that was a really good transition, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah. I mean, Just patting but, myself on the back. That <laughs> <laughs> was. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Maduro is obviously proven not to be the correct leader for them. People still, I mean, I think... The bargain bin of authoritarian. I, I, really... Oh my God! He's like the, is he dumb? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, it's like Chavez. Like I got, I get how that Chavez works. Chavez had, <laughs> like, he, he had it. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, he came up in a time when Venezuela's oil revenues were going through yeah, the roof yeah. and everything. So he, that was that was helpful, but he had kind of a leadership trait, whereas Maduro is just eats rocks. A, f- <laughs> a fat guy in a tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It, <laughs> But but seriously, <laughs> if, if if you took Mussolini and subtracted a few IQ points and uh, yeah the and what charisma he had as a radio host, yeah. then that's pretty much Maduro. Yeah, look look at him to Mussolini. Oh. Fun things. Well, well, one can only hope. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, lamppost can't support him. <laughs> you just well, need some, some high quality. You just you just need some concrete. To, you know, throw around the base, and we'll be good from there. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of running down. Let's talk about. I mean, do we want to talk about the socialist revolutionary stuff at all or no? I. Well, in what sense? I in think, what sense I think we say, already uh, we already hit a few times on the fact that it doesn't work. That <laughs> naive and hubristic attempts to micromanage complex economies tends to backfire yeah. and cause people to try to micromanage more, which then backfires more, and so the cycle continues. And then blaming the evil imperialistic grim- gringo um, I mean, so, goes so far. I mean, Sometimes we are the George blame, Bush but not this time. <laughs> George, George Bush didn't say that Hugo Chavez needs to have three separate interest rates for one country. Like It's, it, it, it's almost I, I, elementary, <laughs> but people default to the oh, evil American... I, I think I think U.S. is just so excited because we're like, guys, we finally didn't cause the problems that are going on in South America. Like this happened yeah. on its own. Like we didn't do shit to make this bad. Yeah. But we need to. We need to like play it smart. Don't don't 
over-involve ourselves because I think uh, it'll just... And, yeah. Yeah, and because Venezuela has oil, no matter how terrible it is, but because <laughs> they do, there's going to be that kind of... Blood for oil, murder Exactly. That, you know, oh, we're going down to just steal oil from a bunch of... You know, poor we produce people. more than they do by fucking far. No, it, 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 that's not the point. It's, so it's Canada. It's, it's Let's optics. go north, guys. Let's go north. Yeah. Revenge for 1812. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Trump. <laughs> but they have polar bears and moose. That might be uh, yeah. more staunch resistance. Yeah. Several regiments of them, as far as I'm concerned. But... Potentially. Yeah. Well, uh... <laughs> unless there's any. Le- like... Final thoughts. We'll leave to uh, invading Canada another time. Well, it, I will. Uh, I think close out my thoughts with a positive and a not so positive note. Positive note is the very fact that Guaido and the National Assembly aren't all imprisoned or dead right now hmm. is a positive indication that the constellation of forces if you will, is such that Maduro doesn't feel like he can successfully get away with that. The negative is that, although it's back in the news because Guaido declared himself interim president, this crisis has been going on for years already in Venezuela. It wasn't six months ago that they hit hyperinflation or that people started starving this has been going on for years, and it has continued to be a slow-burn humanitarian catastrophe. And that has so far not actually led to any decisive shift in out of this terrible equilibrium into some sort of resolution. So it could continue to fester. Yeah, my worry is that Maduro has a playbook to follow. And the playbook is double down, you know, hold on to what you can, um, pay off the people that you need to. You know, obviously you're not going to create, you know, prosperity or anything like that for your country. But God, no, this if, you, you, if you dig in deep, you, you can survive. Yeah. I, and I, that's, that's my, like, and, and that, that just means years and years more of misery. So yeah, that's that's my fear for, for uh, frankly for the Venezuelan people that this will continue for years right. because it'll be because like, we don't want to get involved. We don't do like, UN doesn't want to do military intervention. No one really does because it, it, you know we write strongly worded letter. Yeah, so don't worry about it. My 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 but my, my, my uh, uh, some of Rob's points like I don't know Maduro is it, at some point be wounded animal will be like well you know what. I gotta just go hard and make sure this guy doesn't exist anymore, and go after Guaido and like other opposition leaders. Like, I, or, I, it, it's or he just says, "I'm gonna retire on a beach in Cuba." I mean, that, that's, that's the that, idea. Cool. That, that's that's a, beautiful. That that would yeah. be the best case scenario. I think yeah. that. I mean, like, it, it would suck with as all fuck. Of, all of my a, illicit dollars. He's a fucking piece of shit, but like that'd be best for everyone. It it, it, it would be blo- no bloodshed. Though, frankly. I mean, now that I think about it... Accidents happen? That would be one of the smartest strategic moves that the Cuban government could make, is to broker a solution that involves getting Maduro and his close circle off into retirement in their territory so that there's minimal violence and they look like a peacemaker. 
Apparently the Russians are already kind of brokering that with the Cubans right now. So we'll see if that Just takes, throw but... him and his crap in the back of a bomber and drop him off in the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, just... well, <laughs> well, no, he's turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> he fell out airplane. In no shit. He, so he's sh- he shake before, <laughs> he got before shook. my in-flight meal. He got shooken so hard he died. <laughs> He fell, he fell down an elevator shot, fell out bullets. The, so sad. It's the Scarface way to take care of your problems. Just throw them out of the helicopter. That's a very South American way to deal with uh, uh, Do not fuck me, Tony. It's also the, <laughs> don't you ever fuck me. It's also apparently the uh, Duterte way of solving problems. Oh, yeah. Well, which no, is another another gun that we can talk about on another occasion. Yeah, yeah we're going to do one of Dictators, I think, soon. Yeah. But anyway, I think that was good. Uh, that was almost dramatic. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> Benaki, Benaki. <laughs>